This is the Brew World Order Podcast. Welcome to the Brew World Order Podcast. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, just do it. It doesn't hurt. Push the button. This is episode number 26, and in this episode, I sit down with Tom Painter of No Label Brewing Company in Katy, Texas. Tom talks to me about how his team is dealing with the COVID situation down in Texas, and how even though they had not one but two different shutdowns, they still managed to keep all their workers on board, which is quite impressive. Well, saddle up, y'all, because we're taking a trip down south. Crack open a beer and enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, I'm Mike Curtin. This is the Brew World Order Podcast, and today I'm with Tom Painter of No Label Brewing Company in Katy, Texas. About 10 years ago, Tom was doing some freelance videography and marketing consulting for multiple businesses, including some breweries. After doing it for a bit and spending time in the brewing industry, a friend of his said, hey Tom, maybe it's time we get into the business as well. So one of his clients and the owners of No Label at the time, Brian and Jennifer Royo, offered them a stake in the business. And after a while, he soon became the majority owner. And I'm here with Tom today. Tom, thank you for joining me, man. Hey, thank you. So, uh, you know, the big question that's on everybody's mind is, uh, is everything bigger in Texas? That's a- um, <laughs> yes. Uh, in terms of the COVID, the COVID is as big as it can be right yeah. now in Texas. The, the problems so are as big as it gets, I guess. Yeah, yeah. At, at the moment, yes. Uh, 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 great lows and great highs. And, yeah, and, and certainly right now we're in probably one of the most uh, challenging uh uh, parts in a long while. I mean, you guys have kind of like really got through the bulk of it, but now we're like, geez, we're, we're the thick of it down here. Yeah, so I spoke to a lot of people in uh, in the surrounding areas like Jersey and Pennsylvania and, and places like that, and obviously New York, and uh, everybody's kind of like slowly starting to open up outside, uh, outside, you know, drinking and eating and whatnot. Um, can you kind of give us a timeline how it's been in Texas for you and how you've been kind of coping with all that? See, uh, yeah, so about mid-March, uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day, is it like like to be exact, is, right. is we, we got the kind of the shelter-in-place order. Like all of a sudden, just things just started. Like a week before, it was it was all kind of rainbows. You know, the kind of the everyone was kind of like, you know, don't worry about it. It's not going to be a thing. And, and, uh, I wasn't really like, like one of those exactly, but, uh, but then cer- certainly all of a sudden it was a problem. And then yeah, we got some, we got shelter in place orders. We, lockdown started to go into effect. And so the brewery, the brewery, like all breweries, we all immediately had to just shut down and we kind of had curbside where people could like come and, and pick up beer if they wanted to and leave, but like tap rooms were closed, bars right. were closed, so pretty much curbside and, and grocery stores, and that went on for about two months, and then uh, our governor, he just kind of decided to uh, kind of slowly rip the band-aid off, because the numbers, you know, were going down, and they were getting manageable, and, but and he was, you know, big on getting back to business, and right. Then as that happened over the course of a month, uh, we were kind of the last ones to reopen. We enjoyed a, a solid, you know, few weeks. And then, and then of course, you know, summer's hitting and those, num- 
those numbers are rising up, people, you know, just started to think, well, it's over. And it's like, you know, it's not over. You still got to be, you, you know, you got to be careful. You got to be cautious. And we just, you know, numbers rose up. We got shut down again. And then, and then we've been in that almost a yin yang ever since uh, down here of kind of opening, like, and closing. It's, it's also kind of a weird world down here where, where, uh, where breweries are considered to be bars. Right. Even though we, we have, we have all these tanks and all these equipment and, you know, brewers and recipes and we have, we have hot contracts with farmers and, but, and, uh, in, in the, in the eyes of our, uh, of our great state, we're, there's really no difference between us and, and a bar that's open at 2 a.m. Really? Um, and it's just, and it's all, it's all, you know, it's all nuanced and complicated because I know, I know plenty of people that have, have great bars that are mostly kind of these outside patio bars that are, we're practicing social distancing and, and limiting parties and having people wear masks, you know, doing everything they need to do in order to kind of have a good time responsibly. But uh, it's just everyone's just kind of being dinged across the board right now, and especially breweries and and it's, it's definitely probably the most challenging time uh, for craft beer uh, in the state of Texas. And yeah. in most places, I imagine. Yeah, I would say so. It's uh, it's it's sad, you know. It's it's sad status of affairs right now. Um, just everybody's hurting, you know. Yeah, it's uh, and you're trying to. It's it's, it's incredibly frustrating because. You know, we have sales reps and we have brewers and we're trying to we're trying to grow and, and we have these people that are connected to us like food trucks and the musicians that come out and all that kind of community involvement right and all, and it's just all those people are kind of sol right now um and it's, i mean there's so many pieces that we're connected to and like you know if we're not moving they're not moving and it's 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 really frustrating and every week is kind of like you're making like incredibly like hard calls or kind of compromises on your brand pivot pivot you know kind of doing whatever you can to kind of keep the the family intact while trying to also move forward right so where where are you at right now in this whole shutdown lockdown being open being closed process um, well, it looks like, um, like right before like, we started talking, our, uh, we have, a down here, we have TABC, it's, uh, Texas Alcohol Beverage Commission. Right, they, okay. uh, kind of de- detail all our, our, all our laws and all the changes to the laws. And so they, they just sent an, an updated, uh, a, uh, a, a guidance. So it, it looks like we're probably closer now to reopening than before. Well, we also have a hurricane about to come here in about 48 hours. So, I uh, did see that. That, <laughs> that sounds exciting. That sounds very interesting, I'm sure. Oh, ne- every, week, every week is something new. Yeah, never a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sp- besides uh, the whole COVID situation and, uh, and, and hurricanes, what would you say uh, was one of the hardest adjustments you had to make from when you first got became owner? of the company when Brian and Jen first got the company uh, no label was the third brewery 
in Houston. Okay. And and when they when they left Houston, had about sixty plus breweries. So in a small amount of time, the craft beer uh, scene for uh, for Houston and also all around Texas is just completely shot through the roof. Uh, right. And with that, because like it's a, it's a great day, it's a great time to be a consumer, but I know no no label just wasn't in the position to really compete aggressively. There's kind of like muscles that just that everyone kind of didn't have a bit. And one one of the things from where I came from, you know, I really appreciate like the ones that are move aggressive versus the ones that move slow. Certainly, when there's three breweries in town. You don't, you don't need to move that fast. Right, it's a lot to go around. Bar only has 12 taps, and you have 60 people playing for those taps. And, you know, you got you to gotta think smarter. You got to think more aggressive. We went through a lot of rebranding and, and kind of figuring out who best to do, like, like labels, going into, like, beer recipes and kind of changing the way, like, we did systems. Selling pilot batch systems so we could just turn out more small batch beer quicker because you know as, as it turns out people that enjoy craft beer get really excited about craft beer. Right. Yes. So, it's so true. The first year was from just a business brand perspective. That was uh, about kind of like who we are and who we are going to be going forward. It was certainly challenging, and albeit still holding on to the thing that no label is. And O-Label is this kind of community-focused brewery. We're, we're about 15, 15 miles like, like outside of Houston, constantly like trying to interact and do things with like Florida community, whether that be like putting on parties for like firefighters or members of the police union. Very or cool. like rec- recently we did, uh, recently like when this COVID thing uh, like kicked off, we were trying to find ways to bring people to the our drive-through, and we had bought thousands, like about 6,000 just masks. And this is back in April when, uh, where we were, the masks weren't quite a thing. Yeah. And, but we were like, we're probably going to need some. Let's get some. And then we got them in. And the second we got them in, our, our, uh, in our county, they issued a, like a mandate that everyone had to have masks. We started selling them for a few hours, and then immediately we shifted our, our, uh, our policy. And we're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to, like, if you come in here and, like, you know, you buy anything, we're just going to give you a mask. And yeah. then if you're, a, if you're a first responder or police officer or firefighter or, like, or, or a Healthline hero, you just guys come in and, you know, all the masks you want, come and get them. Awesome. Um, at the end of the day, right? I mean, we're all kind of in this together. and uh, Of course, yes. Yeah, so. So you, t- you were talking about how there's, there's multiple uh, breweries now. And when they first started, there was only three in that area. Um, yeah. Like, how do you go about uh, keeping up with the competition? I know you had mentioned a couple of small things, but is there also like a team that you have now, or was it just a complete rebranding? Or do you like, you know, is there like a marketing team and all that involved? So yeah, we expanded our marketing team a little bit, but but some of that was also just kind of freeing up our brewers to. Uh, to really start doing more like creative uh, batches because okay. I think coming into that, we were like, we had as little as kind of six beers, like really hit, hitting the, the market. And, and then we had probably another dozen or so that would like be in the tap room. Right. Like, like at a time. And it's, it's pretty wild. The uh, kind of liquid we're pushing out there and also branding and labels. But 
yeah, definitely fine tuning the team. We've added some some great additions. We we have uh, we have our buddy Randy who's from Brooklyn. We hired him. He's the new GM. He's fantastic. And then like we brought on some people on the sales side and a lot of like kind of the back of the house and kind of help. Like the team is phenomenal. It's as perfect as I would want it right now, which is kind of why it's so frustrating to be dealt like kind of the blow of. Right. I mean, uh, being, everyone being... wants to go two two hundred miles per hour, and we're we're stuck here in the school end. Right. You you're being held back, held back when you yeah. want to just let loose. Yeah, for sure, man. Are there what qualities of yours that you possess that make you a good business owner? So after having done the the marketing of freelancing for like nearly a decade, right. It was, uh, there's a lot of businesses that, like, or people I would work for, and some were like, eh, but others you would really just start to, uh, like, emulate, kind of take, take the best qualities, of, like, of your best customers. Right. And, uh, definitely not afraid of the hustle. The whole idea of, like, rising to the, to the occasion. I'm not a big fan of it is what it is type, type of mentality. I mean, I can just, relate. Gotta, I can relate, definitely, so. Yeah, the idea of, like, sitting around letting something like happen it's like no i'm not gonna like we gotta push we gotta make some noise yeah and, let's make some moves uh, make it happen for, for example recently like, you know this past whole yin yang of opening and closing it's there's people that are like hey we just opened to see uh you know sit on our sit on our hands and and wait for the world to reopen and i was just like it's like man you either make some noise or you become complicit in your own destruction you know right or start preparing for the moment it does open up, at least. But that's also, like, one of the things we did during this whole, like, closure. We're here. We still have time. Uh, so we started doing, like, renovations as best we could, like, on the property. And, right, right. And just fine-tuning things. And, like, you know, there, there, there's there's still work to be done, even though we're in a kind of this, it's like, weird state. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think freelancing just, all, like, all that time being... Not really. The only paycheck I got was the paycheck I earned. So uh, I think that mentality uh, definitely just keep on going. It's like and always kind of pushing new ideas forward. I mean, I imagine like like what's the story of this podcast? It doesn't just come out of nowhere, right? It actually, yeah, generated slowly. Uh, it was it was more of a uh, you know I'd love to open a brewery at some point, and then uh, you know it's like I'm not really a big schooling guy. Uh, you know, I'd sure. like to talk to people that own breweries. You know what? I bet that would be a great show. I think I should do that. You know, I'm sure people can learn from little things that, you know, even mistakes or things that people, you know, did along the way. And it kind of just uh, unfolded. And I I had no experience doing it. I did I did go to audio recording school, but it just kind of happened. And I was kind of learning as I went. And here I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love stuff like that. You know, you never want to be the guy that's like, you know, you got a good idea. You talk about it don't really you know it's like somehow it just doesn't it's nice to be able to follow through and like yeah so so with the brewery stuff too it's like constantly like we have good ideas or someone has a good idea like within the team right and sometimes i'm kind of you know i think from their perspective i'm like all right let's who will be the champion of these these ideas that like help them go through and and sometimes that's me and sometimes that's my business partner or, or like whoever it was a very supportive environment, so it helps. Right, 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 right. It's a, what do you mean, like a thinking pool, you know? 
Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we, we've, the, the, the team we have is like the really like fantastic, incredibly driven people, but also they're the same people that like I think I've had a hangover with you know every member of, of our team, <laughs> like, like which is nice. So during during that whole covid situation did i know there was a lot of shutdowns and stuff like that but did you have to like lay anybody off no no uh it's still still to this day haven't that's we've, great uh, we've, that's amazing we've, yeah we had a we hired a new sales rep during this because wow. if your only way to, to generate revenue is either a drive-through or selling to grocery stores you better sell your ass to some grocery stores yeah so right. the uh We've been fairly lucky now. It's we took advantage of we got the PPP from the uh, from from the feds uh, that helped uh, a bit, and you know we've we've kind of been pretty uh, creative with costs and reaching out to some of our uh, partners and vendors to bring things you know uh, down a bit. Or it's definitely stressful, and it's coming to the point that something definitely needs to happen there's there's no question about that there's only there's only so much creativity like you you can do but you know the bottom line is the bottom line so right we're um pretty optimistic like i imagine like we'll be open sooner like rather than later we also it it could be a lot worse we are down but like we were we had our annual review last week and we were going through just kind of all the numbers and it's not as bad as as it definitely could be, you know. Where where we're down about thirty percent overall, the uh, which well, isn't terrible. We no, were that's not like, terrible considering I've heard crazier numbers. After, yeah, yeah, and and it's definitely our our, our tap room is is killing us, but our, our distro numbers are coming in just fierce. Really? But the problem with the distro is we also have a cam shortage that's going on in America. That I've heard, yes. <laughs> so, so it's it's like our can numbers are fierce, and we're getting all these new plate like placements. But uh, it's like we gotta get this tap room open because eventually we're we're gonna hit the wall of uh, of no cans. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, a that's a that's a scary thing. Let's hope that doesn't happen. You know, let's hope they keep pushing them out because uh, that's that seems to be the only way that people are able to get it now. I mean, I went to a brewery the other night uh, with some guys, and we had to sit outside. And but it was at uh, Evil Twin, okay, in uh, in Brooklyn, and they're doing you know small stuff because they have an outside sitting area. But other than that, every other brewery I've been to, it's only just uh, pretty much pick up or you know you can you could drink outside, but you're buying a four pack and you're drinking outside, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so that's where we're at right now, which is uh, it's weird times. Um, with all this, so with all this stress and and madness and craziness, I'm sure you strive on it and like and and thrive off of it. But is there any need for a mental break from all of it? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And what what does that look like for you? Uh, I, I went on a road trip, an impromptu road trip the other day. You know. I just kind of started driving west, uh, and uh, it doesn't take long for us to get to the kind of the uh, Texas country. So okay. I just started heading that way. That was uh, that was kind of a 
It's kind of a brag. I actually was trying to get up to where well, like, uh, where you guys are, but but I was thinking I think uh I was thinking everything through. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big runner. I'm I'm very enthusiastic about running. Okay. And then uh, I'm a member of NYC Runs. Like, oh really? Uh, they were putting on this, or they are putting on a thing like uh, like next week this uh, lousy lousy t-shirt race and i i signed up for it and i, and I was like it's the first race with people in the country and then they sent me a message they're like yeah you got you actually can't get in here you have to quarantine for two weeks i was like uh oh, boy. why why <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah because like yeah I, I try to go i try to head up to new york about twice a year you know i hang out like Brooklyn half the time, the city the other half. Really? Well, the other half, the other half, yeah. Awesome, so, you gotta let me know when you're up here, man. We'll have a beer together. Well, yeah, man. Well, when things get better, of course. Whenever that is. I preach the accolades of, of that area a lot. I'm like, oh, it's just, there's so much to do, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's a lot. There's and, a lot uh, to do. It's a great. New York's a great town. I mean, living here it could, could get a little crazy, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely uh, always something to do. You know, always, no matter what time it is. So, I, I mean, I always ask these this to people. Uh, what was your gateway beer into the craft beer world? Um, uh, my gateway beer was uh, uh, an Imperial Pumpkin Stout. Okay. Called uh, called Divine Reserve Nine. It was from St. Arnold Brewing Company in Houston, Texas. Uh, that was the first real craft beer that that, that I had. That really kind of like just knocked me up. Like you know, just kind of like wow, what what is this? <laughs> and, um, what have I been missing then, my whole life? Yeah, like it was just kind of like, and, and it was. It was at that point I had had other I I had, had beers of course right. uh, or, or some craft beers but that was the one that really kind of was like oh this isn't just kind of gasoline or you know it's, it's not this black tar this is actually pretty delicious right uh, and then from there um I'm, those super dark drink like drinks that I, that I couldn't stomach probably years before like became accessible to me pretty soon after I was. I got on the barrel age train and and kind of never looked back. Yeah. And then as and as the years go on, you know those those tastes change, and all of a sudden it's you know it's it's hazy napas or uh, currently I, I, I'm I'm big on the just uh, I become very just accession like accessible like give me some pilsners, give me some cultures, just I'm big on well summertime too, so you know right it's, right it's that's, that's, that's true. It's hot as hell, but like, <laughs> I, yeah, I like uh, I like a nice light beer, and I like to usually have like six of them, so I can just kind of enjoy my day. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I'm, like... all, I'm about keep keeping the conversation going. It's kind of my stick. Yeah. Instead of slurring <laughs> slurring your speech halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you, if, if, you know, some people they like they come to our brewery, and we have we have a we have a barrel aged wee heavy. Uh, oh, that sounds uh, delicious. Yeah, it is delicious. It's called perpetual peace, and and perpetual peace is kind of where where it puts you. <laughs> yeah. And and some people come in and just like right off the bat, they're like, "Give me one of those." It's like it's like, all right, keep an eye on this guy. He's yeah. trouble. <laughs> he's going in. Yeah, he's yeah, going I mean, in re- I mean, real heavy. 
yeah, yeah, he's on a mission, you know, like, uh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's strange how the crap beer trends just keep on, you know, it's hazies and, and now people are like, hey, are you guys going to do a seltzer? It's like, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, but. I mean, that seems like to be the way everyone's going, unfortunately, and I, I'm, I'm very big against the seltzer, so I'm. I am principally against the seltzers, but as, as someone, someone was also telling me, it's like, are this principle against making money? Exactly. And I was like, I was like uh, what a uh, conflict. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, right. Unfortunately, that's the way, that's the way it's going. Um, and the whole the, the whole sour movement too, because I was against it because I've tried sours and I'm like, and then I tried one the other night that was like a like a slushy sour. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it, it was just like. Thick. It tasted basically like a smoothie, and uh, it was at it was at Evil Twin, and it was uh, Stay Home, Et Stay Home, or something like that. Um, okay. And it basically tasted like a raspberry smoothie, and I was like, "Man, I've been trying all the wrong sours." I'm like, "This is delicious. This is insane." I was like, "It's so like fruity and just like it's like oh, so well done." Um, but it's shocking because I would never be into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like like I said. I'm I'm more of a an IPA or a stout or you know like I, I like stuff like that and you know imperial, you know and and that just like kind of like blew me away. I was shocked. But um, yes. Yeah, so if you if somebody came to you, which I'm sure they do often, and had asked you about opening up their own place, what advice would you give them? I would say area is for me. Area is like the most important thing. You know. Like, know your surroundings because the community is key and really that's who you're servicing. Okay. Um, and then probably second to that would just be uh, make sure you got a good team because no one wants and should do this stuff alone. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot to take on, especially if you want to be successful. Yeah, so... But and, we- and, and, and also, if you're going to have a team, make sure... To not be an asshole. That's also uh... be be good to the people that put money in your pocket. Yes. Yes. That's a yeah. a good point to make. Because um, <laughs> I've worked for plenty of bosses that were assholes, and it's not fun to work for them. Um, makes your job that much harder. So I have a little segment called uh, Quick Fire Five. It's just okay. five quick questions. Uh, I like it. Couple word answer. Um, Beer related, of course. Nice. Ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. What are no labels beers that you would recommend someone try? El Jefe Hefeweizen, 1980 Kolsch, Jefe Hitters. Uh, it's our El Jefe with with orange with oranges and tangerine. Perfect for a hot day like today. <laughs> nice. What what's the temperature like there right now? Uh, the temperature, like right now, is a nice and balmy ninety-eight degrees. Oh. Uh, but with the humidity, it feels like about one hundred six. Lovely, lovely. So yeah, those would that would taste lovely right about now. <laughs> um, favorite brewery other than your own? Um, probably St. Arnold, like a, a brewing company. Uh, it's it, it's the OG. It's the one that introduced me to craft beer. Right. Uh, but if I'm in your neck of the woods, it's other half for me all day long. Other half. All right. All right. Uh, favorite style of beer? Um, changes changes like the wind, but uh, 
like like right now, I, I do appreciate a good a good hazy or a good pilsner. So I'm kind of okay. I'm, I'm jumping. I'm jumping between those. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, barrel aged, imperial, or both? Both. Uh, <laughs> barrel aged. Barrel aged. Okay. <laughs> and the last beer that you drank that blew you away? Ooh, last beer that drank blew me away. I had a double dry hop uh, um, IPA. Uh, out of Parrish in uh, Parish. Louisiana. Okay. Uh, and that's and uh, I can't remember the exact name. I was uh, I was I was just pulling through, but uh, it was delicious. It was delicious. It might have been good, good, like Ghost in the Machine, their double dry hop version. I want to say it probably was. You know, I think but, some, uh, somebody else had mentioned that before. I believe I have to go back in the in the podcast, but somebody else I think <laughs> mentioned that. Somebody mentioned a parish beer, and uh, Paris, Par- Paris is uh, it's an it's an amazing place to uh, uh, to go to. It's about two hours from here, and it's uh, it kind of it's it's one of this you you blink and you miss it type of roads, you, right. and right. it looks like you're, like you're going to your your certain death, but then all of a sudden <laughs> this brewery emer- emerges out of nowhere, and you're just like, holy hell, the beers are. They're, I mean, they, they they are quite phenomenal. The uh, I think no one I've, I've seen does hazies and double dry hops as as well as well as those guys. I'll definitely have to take a trip there at some point. It, yeah, after, if they get yeah, recommended ever, recommended by two different brewery owners, yeah, definitely have to make a trip. Yeah, there. that's uh, that's all I got for you, man. All right, man. Well, yeah. it, was, it was a good conversation. I would love to come out and see you whenever. I can go out and see people again. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know my number, so you can give me a, a call when, when you're in, when you're in the neighborhood. Um, I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew World Order podcast with Tom Painter from No Label Brewing Company. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, man. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my interview with Tom Painter of No Label Brewing Company in Katy, Texas. Whether you're passing through, live in the area, or just visiting a friend nearby, you should definitely check him out. Every other Sunday, I'll be releasing a new episode to subscribe, and you'll never miss one. Also, be sure to check out our social media accounts for updates of the podcast. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew World Order Podcast. You stay safe out there.